Hi, everybody. I'm Sunny, and this is We Gotta Talk, a live weekly digital talk show and podcast where we like to dig deep. Real talk, big topics. Now, let's dig in. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this episode of We Gotta Talk. I am Sunny. I am so glad you're here. This show is all about, as you just heard, real talk and big topics. We like to dig in, give a detail or two or a thousand. And this week's guest is going to provide so, so much information and value, and I'm so excited to talk to her. We have on Lahana Vigliano, who is the CEO of Nubatrue Wellness. And essentially, they're a functional medicine group whose mission it is to help people deal with any health symptoms or issues that they might have. So you've heard the term invisible illness before, right? People who struggle with uh, maybe a feeling of constant fatigue or exhaustion or hormonal imbalances and skin breakouts, digestive issues, whatever it is, they tend to be things that if you're looking at a person from the outside, you really don't notice, but can still be incredibly, incredibly difficult for the people experiencing them. So we're going to talk to Lahana all about specifically how your gut health impacts your hormones, what functional medicine is, what natural remedies we can actually lean into and try to rely on, and what tests she recommends to get a great baseline idea of what your health is. So it's going to be really great. We have a couple of questions submitted as well, but just a heads up that if you're watching this live on video, we love live comments and frequently we get to ask our guest in real time anything that you drop in the comment box. So if you're on Facebook or YouTube, please do take a minute, leave any questions you might have on hormones, gut imbalance, gut issues, digestive things, anything you might be dealing with in the comment box and we will get to it. A quick note from today's show sponsor. The Droplet skincare device has been sitting on my vanity for over six months now, and I'm so excited that Droplet is sponsoring today's episode. So I call this thing a handheld skin infusion device. Basically what it does is it breaks down amazing skincare ingredients into particles small enough to actually penetrate and go where they need to go to do all the heavy lifting. Droplet was made by MIT scientists and it has real research behind it. It breaks down all of those good ingredients into particles small enough to get into your dermis where they can do their job. So you can choose from a list of three powerful actives. They have capsules with collagen, glycolic acid, or retinol. I'm personally a huge fan of the collagen capsules. I use them on nights when I'm not using my retinol. I simply spray it all over my face, and I find that my skin is immediately moisturized, it's hydrated, and it has a great glow to it. And I feel good knowing that those ingredients are actually getting into my skin. It is super simple to fit into your skincare routine, whether you are a skincare freak like me and you have an extended routine, or if you're more of a skincare minimalist. And the great news is Droplet is offering an amazing deal to get your hands on one of these devices. All you have to do is go to their website, droplet.io, and use the code WEGOTATALK for $50 off your device. That's D-R-O-P-L-E-T-T-E dot I-O, and use the code WEGOTATALK. Guys, I promise this is a skincare device worth investing in. Check it out at droplet.io with code WEGOTATALK. Now let's bring in Lahana Vigliano, our guest on We Gotta Talk today. And I'm so excited, Mahana. We're based in Orlando currently. We're just chatting off hand or off uh, camera. You're from here originally, but now you're currently in Austin, Texas. So it's kind of a welcome back for you, yes. kind of a homecoming. Yes, I love that. So thank tell you us, so much for having me. Yeah, tell us all about Nuvatrue. Um, what really stuck out when we were taking a look at your website and everything you guys offer is this real um, focus on gut health and hormones. 
Hearts, which we know as women, literally rule everything we do. So tell us about why you started this company, if there was any inspiration related to something maybe you were going through. Yeah. You know, I don't I actually don't have that story. I know at like in health, everyone I talk to doctors like, oh, it's because I struggled with this. Um, how I kind of got started was I was actually supposed to go to med school. Like that was my what I wanted to do. Um, and it wasn't until I was more pre-med. I actually went to UCF for a little bit and I was doing their pre-med program and just kind of getting ingrained what that looked like. And to be honest, it really just started feeling like a pill for every ill. Um, and then from that, it just didn't sit right with me. I'm also, if you do Enneagram, I'm an Enneagram eight. I love control if I can have it. <laughs> and I definitely don't see like, that's not what is talked about in the, in pre-med, med. It's just like, oh, you have genetics. Oh, this is going to happen. This is weird. It's out of our control. And I just didn't believe that. So I was kind of forced to do a nutrition class. I still wasn't gun ho about it, but I started to see, um, planted the seed, so to speak. And I started to see the benefit of it. And then um, I was also a young mom. So having kids at 18, I think my mindset changed of who I wanted my kids, how they wanted to grow up, who I wanted them to be. Did I want them to be another statistic in the healthcare field? I didn't. So I think that also helped nudge me into how can I take more control of this? What can we do in our day-to-day -day life to help improve our quality of life? And obviously le length of life too, because I joke with my son, I'm going to be a hundred. Okay. I'm, I'm going to make it there. <laughs> Thank you. So, I love it. Um, I'm like, I will be around trying to boss your asses around until I'm literally hunched over on a cane at 120 years old, uh, God willing. But you know, yes. that's, it's funny, but it is true, Lana. We are in an age where we have options as medical consumers, right? Where we can do, do what you do and proactively find out what's going on in our systems so that we can treat it. So I, I do feel so fortunate that our healthcare system is changed. It's not our healthcare system, actually, it's all independent, but that our mindsets are changing in that way. Have you noticed people wanting to take accountability for their individual health more? Me too. That gets me really excited. Um, I still hear a lot of, okay, this is my last resort. And I do want people to know that this should be their first resort. Like this is something so foundational that we just need to stay on top of. But I do think we are shifting into that. And I think people are thinking like, okay, maybe what I do eat matters. I still get some clients who tell me my doctor said I can eat anything for celiac or Crohn's or whatever. And I'm, I'm fine. And I'm like, okay, that's like a slap in the face. Like, absolutely not. Don't listen to that. But yes, I do see a subtle shift. I know it will grow though. I think we're moving in the right direction. So tell me who your typical client is. I know that they probably can't be exactly fit into certain boxes or categories, but what are the common complaints or issues that people come to you with? Yeah. Um, I feel like a lot of people that come to us are so gaslit. They actually, they say, my doctor says my labs are fine and I'm, I don't feel fine. So I would say lack of energy is huge, like chronic fatigue. Um, I, I say mysterious bloating that they just really can't pinpoint what's going on. Um, acid reflux, um, a lot of the GI diarrhea, constipation, um, let me see what else. Stomach cramping. And then on the hormonal side, just chronic fatigue, hair loss, irregular cycles, painful cycles, honestly, infertility, things like that. Um, mm -hmm. all, the whole, all, all of it. I, and a lot of people come to us are like, I think I have issues with thyroid. I think I have issues with my cycle. But when we actually start unpeeling all the layers, which is, I'm excited that we're talking all about it. It's, there's so much more and it's so ingrained, even though it seems so separate. <laughs> I just want to know why women have to deal with all the shit. We have the thyroid issues. We have the hormone issues. We have, we have <laughs> everything, Lahana. What are we getting in exchange 
for all of this that we have to deal with. It's true. Like we do have so much to keep track of as women, right? Yeah. 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 And maybe that's it. Maybe we feel like we have to live up to a certain standard. You know, we're raising kids, we're doing our careers. I mean, I feel that like being in school, running a business, trying to maintain a social life. It is a lot. It is a lot. So maybe, maybe it's that. Let me ask you this. Is there anyone that you ever work with, because you're getting a very close look at their overall health picture through labs and tests, that actually is at a normal level? I have been told and have been hurt hearing for so long that our environment has been so toxic to us in many ways that most people walking around right now are, even if they don't know it, dealing with a hormonal imbalance or a thyroid issue. How prevalent are those particular problems? And a gut health issue as well. I'll add that on. Maybe I'm biased and maybe that's just because people, when they have problems, they come to us. But I mean, even myself, to be honest, not having symptoms and I'm like you, I'm like voluntary testing. Like how can I optimize me? Absolutely. So even on myself, when I'm not having symptoms, I've done testing and yeah, there was definitely gut things that were red flags in my stool test. And again, not having any symptoms, me living a pretty awesome, like nutrition movement. I got, that's my jam. Stress is not my jam. That is my downfall. It's my weakness. (laughs) So I definitely think that there's a lot underlying and that's the whole point of doing these testing ahead of time because we wait until we feel like crap crap and we can't work properly or we can't do something. So much is happening behind the scenes before you even feel it. And that's why I'm so passionate about this stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's kind of scary because, um, you know, if, if, if I were listening to this, just knowing that there could be something sort of lurking under the surface, I have major medical anxiety. So maybe that's just me that would worry like that. But yeah, right. I'm like, (laughs) what are you going to find today? Um, So where do people start? Let's talk about approaching overall health from this functional perspective in a healthy way. Because, you know, I think the, the issue when people hear uh, something about functional medicine or this type of testing is they feel like they have to go out and spend thousands of dollars on five different testing kits, or they have to go all in and change their diet. And it kind of scares them away. So what's a realistic starting point when it comes to the type of tests or evaluations that people should be doing? Yeah. And understandable. I think too, just shifting from that insurance-based care, I call it sick care because it really is sick care to this. It's it's a shift. It's a shift even for me. Um, And it's not the most, yeah, it's not the cheapest thing, but it's so worth it. So The top two tests that I see are great to start off with are stool testing to look into gut health because that's where a lot of things start and begin, whether it's inflammation. Um, I always like to say what you see on the outside, whether you're dealing with eczema or skin issues or um, maybe maybe it's visible hair loss, a lot of it's stemming from inside. So I like getting down to the nitty gritty and I love testing poop and I love making this conversation normal. I feel like we all do it. You, me, your neighbor, we all do it. There's no nothing, nothing to be ashamed of. And that from there, we can see like, how are we digesting our foods? Are we absorbing the things from our food? I mean, isn't that the whole point of eating is absorbing the nutrients in? So that's like what I want to look at. Is there um, certain imbalances that could be affecting you as well, which can lead into other issues like parasites and yeast and bacteria? I love stool testing. So that's probably where I like to start most. Um, but I also, my other test that I love is I also like looking into micronutrient deficiencies. So testing all the vitamins, all the minerals, all the amino acids in your body, because as we know, going back to high school biology, this is such a foundational part. All of these nutrients help run the body. It helps maximize our cells. So if we do not have B12 or vitamin C, then we are going to be having issues. And so maximizing their nutrients and customizing what 
food they should be focused on or what supplements they should be taking. That's something really foundational to, to do. Is there a stool test that you prefer? I know Viome is one company, like not an ad, but like that I get bombarded with ads on. Is there one that people can look into specifically that you like? I actually don't like Biome. Um, I actually don't like the ones that you do over the counter because they're really not clinical. They're more so exploring the microbiome. But I, from what I've seen of people sharing their test results of when they have done it, it's just, it just kind of compares them to other people's lab testing, like you're in the 86% and all that. So we do the ones that you have to do get through a healthcare practitioner um, in functional medicine. So we've done a variety. I think my favorite is the gut zoomer by a vibrant America. And so you only get that through a practitioner, um, but we actually have it on our site where you can purchase it um, and comes with it with a one hour session with our dietitian. Um, but that has so many more markers because it's not just looking at your little bugs in your gut. It's also looking at the digestive enzyme markers, how your immune system's functioning, um, bile acid, metabolite, short chain fatty acids, all the things, all the things. It's one of my favorites. So that would be my favorite. Oh, that's an, I want to do that. I'm going to sign up for that when we hang up here. So can people work with you? Like we'll yeah. get to your biz- the business side of things later, but I want to do that. Um, what, what can people expect? Like, can I just sign up and do just the gut panel with you? Or when you work with people, do you have to like fully go all in and do the whole long-term package deal? Depends. If you're really struggling with something, like you have a lot of symptoms, you have PCOS, you have infertility, you have a lot going on, you have IBS, then yes, we definitely recommend our packages, but we actually are offering the single session with the lab. So you do the lab and then we can go over it with you and give you uh, the takeaways to take it on like kind of DIY, but with more guidance. Um, the only downfall I see is if you're really struggling, I feel a lot of people, they listen, but then they fall off. So that's where the packages come with that accountability. But for people that are relatively healthy and they're just curious, I think that's a perfect option. Yeah, that's interesting. Okay. Let's dive into, um, how hormones are specifically impacted by gut health. We just talked about how Mm -hmm. we can test our gut health. Now tell us how that's all connected to what we're feeling specifically starting with hormones. Yeah. So when there is an imbalance in the gut, um, bacteria specifically is what I'm talking about too, um, because there's your good guys. So I call it like your little army. And then there's the pathogens um, and the opportunistic bacteria. I call them opportunistic because that's exactly what they do. They take opportunity when gut health is not optimal. Let's say like when you're stressed, that downregulates your immune system in your gut and that allows things to overgrow. Or maybe you're just eating a bad diet and you're allowing the bad things to overgrow. Anyways, they love to take opportunity. So when there is a shift and imbalance, and this is where I feel like conventional medicine misses the mark, is because conventional medicine is looking at salmonella, like all the intense pathogenic bacteria that cause like food poisoning. What we're looking at is that mild, low key, your probiotic balance with opportunistic bacteria. So when that is offed, this increases an enzyme called beta-glucuronidase. It's a long word. Um, and when that enzyme is increased, this basically, think of your hormones, all the toxins that are like packaged up by your liver and they're getting ready to be like shuttled out the body. Like, okay, we've used it, we detoxed it, let's push it out through our stool. But when this enzyme is high, it basically opens the car door and says, hey, I know you guys are trying to leave the body, but how about we get reabsorbed? <laughs> So it actually can reabsorb our hormones. And then now we're having issues like estrogen dominance. And then, you know, that, then that just falls. And it's like a domino effect. Everything else just kind of goes with it. 
<laughs> Wait, pause there. Um, tell us the symptoms of estrogen dominance. Oh my gosh. Estrogen dominance. I would say weight gain is the biggest thing I feel like people have issues with when they have estrogen dominance, but it can be from other big things like really painful cycles, um, having PMS symptoms that you might think is normal. So let's say you don't have cramps that are killing you over. Well, even sore boobs are a sign of maybe estrogen might be a little off. You might have too much, or maybe you're just detoxing it the wrong way. Um, I would say cycle problems, weight gain, hair loss issues are my top symptoms coming from estrogen dominance. Oh, that's interesting. Is that how common is that in women? Because I hear low testosterone is one, estrogen dominance is another. How would you estimate how many people, at least that you're working with, deal with that? I would say it's sort of common. Um, and a lot of the times too, it's because there's a gut issue and it's reabsorbing hormones and this estrogen. But I would say it's kind of common because estrogen dominance can happen in two ways. It can happen by not having enough progesterone. So estrogen is the dominant one. Um, so if you're having trouble ovulating, um, it's a huge one. Or if you just aren't making enough progesterone. Um, or in general, you're just having too much. So maybe you're making plenty of progesterone, but you just have way too much estrogen in general. Wow. Let's talk about low testosterone. This is something that I didn't know was a thing. Now I go to the doctor. I've talked about this many times on the podcast before. I have a doctor. I had to seek her out because unfortunately this is not typical medical care for women, but I had to seek out a doctor who had a real specialty in hormone balancing because I found after having three kids and spending a period of Oh God, nine years, eight years, either being pregnant or nursing that when I finally settled at my baseline, it just, for the first time in my life, I was like, huh, I'm tired yeah. at, you know, 2 PM. I had these symptoms. I went in, got everything tested. Fine, 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 fine. It hit 40 or hit like the year before 40. And all of a sudden everything changes. Is that typical because we had the kids and because our body has been through that or is it just the time in life where hormones inevitably change. I know. I know that's what we don't want to hear. We don't want to hear that. Yes, there's mother nature and we have to go through menopause and it does tend to change around 40. 40. Yeah. Um, perimenopause can be anywhere from a couple years to 10 years. So it's, yeah, it is just kind of that shift, but low testosterone is something we see. And it's something I love to pull back the layers because when we see low hormones, I, we tend to go to our doctor and say, I guess I need hormone therapy. Like, I guess that's the only option. But with low testosterone, um, there's inflammation. That's a huge component, which also kind of connects that gut health because um, gut imbalances tend to be that low grade chronic inflammation that we're missing. But inflammation can increase an enzyme. It's all about enzymes. Can increase an enzyme called aromatase. And what this enzyme does is it basically takes your testosterone and turns it into estrogen. Now, this causes an issue because now you're struggling with low testosterone and now you're struggling with high estrogen. So, inflammation is a big driver in that aromatase activity. Um, nutrient deficiencies, too, like I said, if you don't have that very foundational aspect, vitamin D, zinc, um, I feel like I'm forgetting one, but vitamin D and zinc come to mind. If you don't have those markers that are needed to create testosterone, then that's an issue. Um, blood sugar balance as well is very stressful on the body. If you're kind of going through that blood sugar roller coaster, and that can also cause inflammation. And then the biggest thing I love to talk about, because I know it's a little like woo woo out there. I think it kind of scares people off is toxins. Um, so in beauty products, you name it, parabens, phthalates, all these chemicals that we're exposed to in beauty or cleaning so much. There is research. So this is not woo woo, like someone's pulling it out there, but I promise um, it is showing that these chemicals, when you're exposed to them, whether you 
internally take it, breathe it in, topically put it on, is that it does block hormone production. So if it's blocking, I wish I would have sent you the little graphic. It's a great graphic to see. But as you can see, when like cholesterol is the very beginning, and then there's all these little steps, and then testosterone is the endpoint. These toxins are blocking different enzyme production. They're either upregulating it or downregulating it, and it's affecting our testosterone, hormones in general. Okay, so here's my question for you. If someone is on a bioidentical hormone or hormone therapy in general, I know so many women that do this, and I've asked many doctors or experts that we've had on the show, and everybody has a different opinion, if you can get off of that and address those with natural remedies. I've heard people say, listen, once your estrogen or testosterone or progesterone is off, you there is no supplement in the world that you could take at 40 and beyond to fix it. And then I hear people say, and this was a, a functional medicine doctor who's local to this area, say, no, 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 I can give people X number of natural supplements that will do that on its own. What is the fine and, final and firm answer here? depends on your season of life. So I would agree that if you are menopausal, your ovaries retire, plain, simple, period. Like there's nothing we can do to change that. So bioidentical hormones is key there. And it's mostly for like symptom management. Um, and I've even asked this to my functional OBGYN here in Austin too. So it's, I would say I'm pretty firm in that. But I would probably disagree that when you are in the reproductive stage of life, no, I definitely think that there is something more to the picture. I don't think that it's just natural for a 35-year-old woman to struggle with low testosterone. I definitely think that there's something more to that. Oh, that's so, so it depends on the phase of life. Right? Yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're, we'll, we'll dive into that. I always break these um, episodes down into blog posts. So maybe we'll follow up by yeah. email and I can do a couple questions because that is something that I... I continue to hear sort of conflicting information about, by the way, episodes about hormones are always the most popular because apparently we're all secretly struggling inside. So <laughs> yay for that. Um, let's talk about um, the concept of invisible illness. We mentioned this at the top of the show and you said a couple of things, symptoms maybe that people could be dealing with that no one would notice from the outside, the fatigue, the digestive issues. Um, what is causing a lot of those invisible illness symptoms? And I want to eventually sort of parlay in to talk about the thyroid too, because we haven't even touched on that guy yet, which I know is a source of a lot of trouble for a lot yes. of women. Yes. Um, so invisible illness. Oh man, there's so much that you can unpack. I feel like sometimes my brain just like spirals into all the things. Well, how do you define it? Let's start there. When people come to you, how do you define an invisible illness? Honestly, exactly what you said. Like they're not feeling well, but like externally they look okay and you really wouldn't know. Um, and I know a lot of people with like autoimmunity, um, have this issue as, as well as, uh, mold. Um, I see this a lot cause we do mycotoxin testing. So testing for mycotoxins are produced by mold. So, I, I don't like, I don't know if I like the term invisible illness though, because yes, it's invisible, but it's there. Um, cause I want to people to feel heard. I don't want them to seem, make it seem like it's in their head. Cause I feel like a lot of people get that. Like, Oh, it's just in your head. Your labs are great. Like, no, <laughs> no. If they are not feeling well, then it's, they're not okay. And it's just, we need to dig more. Um, but I honestly, I can't really blame conventional cause I feel like that's just what they're taught. So they only know what they know. Right. Um, so I think you explained it perfectly of what invisible illness is, but I think it's truly an illness or something going on. What do you find is most often at the root of fatigue in particular? I know there's probably a lot of answers in here, but I also know it's very common for women, especially 
you know, in your 20s, 30s, 40s, when you have kids running around to feel that just point of exhaustion that just hits you like a wall at two or three o'clock. What are some of the root causes of that? Number one, biggest one, eat, not eating enough. Honestly, I see- That's not a problem around here, but I'll take your word for it. Like people I, are just forgetting you, to nourish themselves. You would be surprised. I have- I think I see this so much that I don't even believe people when they say they eat enough anymore. I'm like, I don't even believe you to be honest. Uh, Cause we are not numbers people either. We aren't obsessed about like calories or macros. Like we can get into that. And I feel like that's an awesome tool, but it's not something we obsess over. Cause we, we do think that naturally people should be able to intuitively eat, but a lot of people we see are not even there yet. So let's say people do come in a lot of people, a lot of women, and they're like, I eat three meals a day and I have like a snack. I, I definitely eat enough. And then when we get down into the nitty gritty of it, and I'm like, okay, well, let's just track like four days. Let's just take a little peeksy. And I kid you not, I would be a millionaire if I had a quarter every time this happened. <laughs> I'm not joking. This is like seriously an issue. They are eating like toddlers. They're eating 1,200 calories, 1,300 calories. Y'all, that's what a toddler needs. That is not what a grown re reproducing woman needs. And so I think this is something that they may know, or honestly, it's a very subconscious thing. Maybe it's something their parents their parents dieted. So they caught on to that. Maybe it's just, you're so busy with kids and just doing all the things that you're just shoving a bar or you're eating leftovers on your kid's plate. And you're not actually getting a nourishing meal because I know a lot of women that once they see that, and then once we like work towards how much they actually should be eating, they're like, holy crap, that's a lot of food. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> because is, I have their concern there too, like, because I, you know, diet culture is prevalent and, and I, this isn't like a sort of a moral statement either way. I, I think it's awful, but that's a whole separate conversation. But like, I'm sure there's concern when you tell people, okay, you need to be eating 800 more calories a day. These people who are overly concerned about their body image and, you know, their mm -hmm. weight, they're like, no, it's, I mean, that's, it's awful, <laughs> yes. but it's probably true. Right. It's so true. People look at me like, what? <laughs> like, I've never had someone tell me to eat more. But the thing is, is if you really want to support your metabolism, let's say you do want to lose weight, or um, you just want to optimize your body, you're working out, you just want to feel good, look good, age good. Well, to really truly, like optimize your metabolism, you need food. So if we are eating less, your metabolism is going to tank and meet you with where you're at. So it's not a it's not the most pretty, um, pretty journey, I would say, because as you do eat more, your metabolism still down. So there's like a weird stage where you're like, okay, I'm eating more, but I'm not seeing results. I'm like, yes, but your metabolism takes a little bit to build up. It's a long term end game. That's why I got to remind people. So it does freak people out to eat more. But oh my gosh, it's a game changer for energy. It's a game changer. That's so interesting. Yeah, I, we've, we've, we've talked to experts before who've said that, like, you know, you're pushing your body into that starvation mode where your metabolism is negatively impacted. Mm -hmm. and so people aren't really going to be able to find that fine line on their own, right? Their ideal, you know, caloric intake for the day. They probably should be working with someone specifically to find out what that is, right? Yeah, yes, for sure. Because it's, it's different for everyone dep depending mm -hmm. on goals, depending on your um, movement, things like that. We take all that into consideration. Um, but I do challenge people. I think you should just track just a couple days, just be curious and really be on point. Make sure you're looking at the measurements. You are getting it right. I mean, even I was like, oh, this is definitely like four ounces of like meat. And then I go to measure it. I'm like, oh, 
that's like seriously only two or three. <laughs> so yeah. really being accurate with it, see where you land because you might be surprised. <laughs> yeah, that's so interesting. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure that people come to you and just, you know, think they've tried everything. How many times have you heard, okay, I've been through, say, a personalized you know, uh, diet, not diet to lose weight, but dieting slash nutrition yeah. program and nothing has worked and blah, blah, blah. Like, are you able to like turn those people around and be like, okay, wait, no, I got you. Yes. I would say too. It makes me a little nervous. I will 100% be authentic about that. It makes me nervous when people say I've worked with multiple doctors, all these practitioners, even naturopaths and all these other amazing practitioners. And they're like, no to no avail. And I'm like, oh my gosh, well, what, what makes me different? So I will say I get a little nervous, but I've had stories where we finally got results. So I do think that even though it's easy to you know, lean back on, I've tried everything. I don't know. Maybe not. <laughs> yeah. What do, well, what does set you apart? Let's talk about that and, and what Nuvitru brings to the table that might be different from other practitioners or other services that are out there. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like if you're in the functional medicine realm, naturopaths and functional medicine doctors, I feel like there's so much, there is overlap. So mm -hmm. uh, maybe it's a God-given gift. Let's just call that. But I think our testing and our willingness and our, I, we want you to succeed just as much as you do, honestly, if not more. Like, I want you to feel that next level of health. Um, but I think our testing, I think just being able to unpeel the onion back um, without taking, oh, well, this is just how you are. Like we, we will dig, we will mm -hmm. dig until we find something <laughs> yeah. and making sure to look at the body holistically, like not just looking at diet, but movement, stress, your sleep, your environment, as well as your spiritual health and your, your purpose, you feeling like you have a purpose here. It is mind blowing. If someone's lacking that it's in our questionnaire, um, that we have new clients fill out and we get a feel for, you know, how do they feel like they have purpose? And it is amazing. The people that don't, they have a lot of health issues and how honestly, just that shift of understanding their purpose on this world, their health changes. It's a game changer. I believe it. You know, people have always looked a little sideways at mental health issues until very recently, but I have to agree that like, that has such a massive impact on like how you're willing to tackle the day, like how you show up. So that makes sense. And that's unfortunate, but um, that's kind of cool that that's part of your intake and part yeah. of how you evaluate people. I love that. Yeah. Let's go, circle back to diets. We hear a ton about keto, counting your macros, counting your calories. I want the answer once and for all, is any of that worth it? And is any of that actually working? So, you know, I know there is research with keto and like epilepsy. Like I cannot deny that. But for the women we see, which are mostly women in the reproductive age in their life, um, no, no. I feel like there's a lot. We are such a balanced practice. Um, we definitely believe carbs, fats, and proteins, they all belong. Um, how much is definitely individual and what is individual? Um, we do food sensitivity testing, which, you know, there's people that broccoli inflames them. So I definitely think that there's such an individual approach to diet. And I always joke that we are definitely the industry that everyone loves to DIY, which I understand, but no one like DIYs cavities or whatnot. Everyone always goes to a professional. I'm like, I want that to be like the new normal with nutrition, like it is normal. It's very individualized, but I think a lot of the drastic diet trending diets honestly are usually for the most people unnecessary. Yeah. What do you, where do you land on uh, vegetarianism, veganism, uh, the whole concept of cutting out either meats or animal based products? 
You don't want to offend Be anyone. honest. I don't want to yes. offend anyone. No one's listening. No one's uh, hearing this. <clears throat> vegetarian, I think, is possible. I'm not opposed. Um, but we actually don't work with vegans or honestly vegetarians because that's just not our specialty. We definitely mm. believe that animals have nutrients and they do that cannot be found um, like B12 or heme iron. I have to do that. People would say like, you can find iron in spinach. It's a totally different type of iron um, and certain nutrients that you cannot get in a vegan diet. Therefore you have to supplement. And for me, it's a red flag. If you have to, if you have a diet that you have to rely on a supplement to get it, it's a red flag for me. Um, and now I totally respect um, religious and, ethical reasons. We just honestly just aren't your practice that you need to be going to um, because we do believe that meat is, can be so healing and we believe in grass fed and the right animal practices. And it can be, we love regenerative farming. I'm still like learning more into it, but it's really incredible. So the whole environmental standpoint, I don't know if I can agree to, but um, right. yes, we definitely believe that there's a place for meat. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Listen, I'm on board. I'm Italian. I have meatballs every Sunday. I, right? I mean, I'm in, I'm all in on the meat, but I have to ask because I know that that's, you know, something people think about. Um, let's talk. I didn't ask this specifically and I do want to address it because we want to really kind of dial down more on the hormone stuff. What hormone testing kit do you use? And is that something that people should ever try to replicate or do on their own at home or or what? Because if people are interested in learning about their hormone levels, like, does it always have to be something done in conjunction with a practitioner who's going to stay with them for, say, six months, a year, two years? Um, I would say usually because they are hard to interpret. Um, but the blood work is OK. Um, I know it's the cheapest. So getting like estrogen, progesterone, testosterone via blood is OK. Um, thyroid, you can only get via blood. That's totally fine. That's on point. You definitely want to ask for like a full thyroid panel. That is usually something covered by insurance. So you can get through that. A lot of blood hormone markers you can, but I would say my favorite is the Dutch and it's done via urine. So it's done at home. And that is my preferred way. That is like best of the best. So blood is mm. right under it. So you still get accuracy, but I think Dutch shows you a bigger picture. So not only is it testing for how much estrogen or how much testosterone it's also showing you how your body's detoxing it, um, through the detox pathways in your body. And so I find a lot of answers are in there. So if someone is struggling with estrogen dominant symptoms and they test their estrogen and it's great, it's perfect. A lot of people will want to rule it out be like, well, that's not an estrogen issue. But what we see is that there's different pathways people can choose. Um, it's a more protective pathway. That's what we want to choose. And then there's other, a couple other different pathways that can actually increase your risk for breast cancers um, because it damages DNA. Um, and then also another pathway that can also bring on those estrogen dominant symptoms. And so sometimes that support is shifting your estrogen metabolism. Um, so that's why I love urine. You cannot find that in blood. And... Mm adrenals is something that I think is a very vital to test for. And that in blood is awful because it's like, let me test your cortisol at 8am though. Like I, adrenals have a diurinary pattern. Mm -hmm. So it goes up in the morning and then goes down at night. So you want to get samples all throughout the day to see that pattern because I'm mm -hmm. seeing people going to bed wired and tired. Well, guess what? Their cortisol, their stress hormone is shooting up at night and it shouldn't be. So urine is awesome because it's four samples and you're watching that diurnal pattern. You're seeing where you're dipping, where you're high. It's incredible. So there's other I, markers too, but 
I have the Dutch test in my possession, Mahana. I went and read the ingredients or the ingredients, the instructions the other day. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, it's like, you must not be on this supplement. I'm first of all, I'm going to, yep. I'm on a bajillion supplements just because my, I mean, like my husband will open the pantry and he's like, really? Like, it's like, bip, 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 bip. okay. So first of all, there was like, so, and this is not a knock on the Dutch test at all, but I, I have to ask you, you have to be sort of in you have to be waking up at a you know at your normal time but like within five minutes you have to pee on the card and then you gotta put it in here and do it's pretty complicated so what I need to hear from you is that it's worth doing because I'm like this and, and it has to be at a certain point in your cycle too right so mm -hmm. there's only certain days I think it was like day 19 20 or 21 of your cycle so when you get your period that's day one right so it's yeah whatever it's around like do I need to be doing this because I I read the instructions and I was like I'll be back next month. <laughs> I can't do it. So worth it. And I promise it's actually not as complicated as it, it feels like. Um, okay. And I actually am a little bit more of a stickler and I like doing ovulation testing, um, like through, you know, what you buy at Target and test ovulation, confirm ovulation, and then take your Dutch five days after that. Because the whole point of doing it in that part of the cycle is because progesterone releases after ovulation. So you just want to confirm that you ovulated because just in case you might be a little off that month um, and you actually didn't ovulate when you thought you did. Well, now you're going to take your test and it's going to come back with low progesterone and it's actually not an issue. It's just, you haven't ovulated yet. So, wow. Okay. Wait. So if you're on bioidenticals, do you get off of those for Dutch test? Do you stay um, on that and do it with your current level or like pull it all, like pull the whole team off the bed? Depends on what your practitioner wants to do, because if they want to test and make sure that the bioidentical is like a good level and it's good, yeah. then you want to do it on it. Um, so I think it just kind of depends on your goals. Okay. I have to talk to her. Yeah. I got this test and I was like, I mean, I'm all for a detail clearly, but I was like, oh my God, I just gotta, I just gotta buckle down and do it. I um, promise it's not that bad once you do it. Okay. All right. Yeah, I did. I mean, and you know, we actually interviewed Dr. Carrie Jones, who was headed Father. up the whole, mm. she's amazing. She's um, amazing. Again, one of the most listened to episodes because apparently a lot of us are dealing with these symptoms and issues. So um, that's I why I just, her. I love revisiting this issue time and time again. Quickly, let's hit on the thyroid um, not uncommon for women to have thyroid issues. Um, how do you address thyroid health? What are you doing to test for it? And how do you get it turned back around if you're not in a good yeah. spot? Yeah. It's like a really long question. Sorry. No, thyroid <laughs> is huge. I feel like it's, if anything, that's a pandemic. Okay. <laughs> um, because I feel like it's, it's, Left and right, women are just like yep. having issues. Yep. So it's I true. think the first key, and this is where I find a lot of women are gaslighted, to be honest, is they have a lot of hypothyroid symptoms and they're just honestly not getting the right testing. So again, this is mostly done through insurance. So you have to ask your doctor. And I know that sounds crazy because you're like, you should know your doctor and say, I want to get my thyroid tested. And they should be like, absolutely. We'll get that tested and do it correctly. Uh, unfortunately, no. So a full thyroid panel looks like TSH, which is usually the only marker they test for. Um, you want that because that tells you your brain and thyroid communication. But you also want to look at free T4, free T3, um, anti-TPO, anti-TG, those are thyroid antibodies, really help, helpful to see those. And then um, RT3 is sometimes thrown in there. But basically what this is showing, or what their thought process is, is that if your TSH is good, that means that your brain is talking to your thyroid, and then your thyroid is obviously doing its thing, and it's like a negative feedback loop. 
Now, the the problem with that is there can be a lot of things still going wrong. Um, there could be where your this is more on the rarer side, but maybe your thyroid hormone, there's some cellular resistance. Maybe your thyroid hormone can't connect to the cell, right? The cells, everything needs to be in the cell. That's what, that's where the magic happens. Um, or it could be a conversion issue. So maybe you are making thyroid hormone. So you have good T4, but you can't activate that into the active thyroid hormone. The thing that actually talks to the cells, T3. So maybe you're making enough thyroid hormone, but you're not converting well. And so maybe there needs to be that conversion optimization there. Um, but your TSH is normal. So whenever people come to us and they said, I've got my whole thyroid tested. I'm like, well, first, let's let, let me look at what you've gotten tested. And then let's actually optimize it with also the right ranges. That's a huge difference between conventional and functional medicine. We have yeah. shorter ranges and mm -hmm. they could be like broad. So you could be on a range from zero to four. You could be 3.9 and they'd be like, you're good. Like, no, 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 that's not optimal. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that when I um, started being more specific with my testing requests, I, mm -hmm. my conventional doctor, you know, the, the range was this big and my functional medicine doctor was like this big. Mm -hmm. So I like that. It's crazy what you have to ask for that you don't automatically get in healthcare, yeah. you know, like in, in typical healthcare. So that's good to know. So we're asking for all of those specific markers for the thyroid. Yes. And that's another thing too. Um, when, when you have a thyroid issue and whatever level is off, is that something that you like to address personally with supplements or are people always in the camp of needing to go on to what's it called? Um, what's the drug? Um, the levothyroxine is a really common one. Okay. So um, can you address synthroid. a lot of that with, oh, Synthroid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Can you address it with supplementation and natural remedies? Yeah. Yeah. So much. Um, because it really comes down to unpeeling the layer back. Well, mm -hmm. if you're not making enough thyroid hormone, what is it? Are you deficient in a nutrient that iodine is needed? Tyrosine is needed. Um, all these nutrients are needed for producing the thyroid hormone, converting the thyroid hormone, and then utilizing the thyroid hormone. So if you're deficient in anything, that whole system is going to be kinked up. And then mm -hmm. there's also stress. Like, are you stressed out? Because that also downregulates that brain and thyroid communication. So I do think that there's so much to unpack diet, nutrients, lifestyle, stress, um, maybe underlying infections, coming back to that gut health. Um, I think that there's so much to unpack there. I, I don't think that yeah. thyroid hormone is necessary, but for some people it can help, especially if they're really struggling with symptoms until they, you know, work, work at getting better. Yeah. Okay. Oh my goodness. Okay. Let's quickly wrap Lahana with how people can work with you, how your program works from what I've gathered. It's probably going to be sort of individual depending on the person's needs, but Tell us how it typically works when you team up with Nubitrol. Yeah. Our first step is usually just hopping on a 15 minute phone call. We just want to learn more about you. You learn about us, make sure we're a good fit and then kind of game plan for what you have going on because lab testing, we love lab testing so much. And I feel like a lot of people that come to us are like, yes, like give it to me. Cause I really want to know. Cause we are anti DIY. I'm tired of guessing. Let's just get to the root of it. So the lab test that we start just kind of depends on you. So we kind of figured that out as well as what do you need? Do you need a package? Do you need someone holding your hand? Most people, 95% of people do a package with us because we're meeting regularly once a week for the first three weeks. And after that, every other week, and then there's unlimited texting in our app. So we're there for you. Anytime you have questions, concerns, we're watching your food log. 
food logging can be taking a picture or it can be counting uh, macros. It just depends on the person. And we're there for you. We're cheering you on. We're guiding you. And so there's so much support and accountability in that. And then lab testing, of course, is so helpful to really narrow in what you need. And no matter where we are, we can work with you. This is obviously all done virtually, I would guess. Correct. Okay. Awesome. And do you have a setup in Austin currently, like a store front or a business front or it, are you working toward that? Or like, what's, what's down the line for you guys? We do, we, we do, but we did because now it's just mostly virtual. Um, but mm-hmm. honestly, even pre COVID, like everyone was pretty virtual. Like no one wants to drive anywhere. Yeah. I get it. So <laughs> we still have an office where we can, but honestly we're pretty virtual. So we kind of steer clear from that option. Okay. Awesome. And uh, tell us your Instagram. We have it up there on the bottom of the screen for anyone listening to the podcast version. Give us your website, give us your Instagram, all that good stuff. Yes. Find us over on Instagram at Nuvitru Wellness, N-U-V-I-T-R-U Wellness. Um, Facebook too. I don't know who's on Facebook, but we're there. (laughs) And we also have a podcast, Functional Nutrition Radio, if you love podcasts and love learning. We do. We are here for all the info. Lahana, thank you so much for taking the time to be so thorough and just go through all of these very specific questions with us. I appreciate it so much. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Lahana. Talk to you soon. All right, guys, if you have been watching, thank you so much for joining us. This was just an episode that I feel like so many of us can immediately take some concrete advice and take some first steps. Um, I've been very, very honest about my particular affinity for functional medicine and the things that I have seen change when I paid attention to my hormones, Um, whether it be a case of anxiety leading up to my period, really being addressed by figuring out my hormones or any other symptom. If you are a woman, I cannot stress enough how important it is to really be aware of this. Obviously, I'm not a medical professional, but as someone whose life has been changed by the right doctor, I encourage you check this out through Lahana or through your medical provider because I promise, 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 this is something that's worth your time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of We Gotta Talk. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe and follow along on Instagram at Sunny Abata, S-O-N-N-I-A-B-A-T-T-A. All of the latest blog posts are at wegotatalk.com slash blog. <laughs>